At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is my guys in the desert with stormy bonantoni on vcin the sports betting network Happy Friday, everybody, as we welcome you into My Guys in the Desert Live from downtown Las Vegas, coming to you from our recent studio at Circus Sportsbook. I'm Stormy Tony, and I just got to get this off my chest as we start here. You guys remember um, throughout the college football regular season, I boycotted Oregon football a number of times, wasn't a believer, and rightfully so. Now I am way off of their hoops program. How, I repeat, how do you lose by 24 as a five-point favorite to a brutal ASU team just two games removed from being embarrassed against Cal? I cannot. Yesterday was not my favorite day in the world, but... Lots of great college hoops coming up this weekend. We're going to build our bankroll with some less sexy college hoops games tonight in the Ivy League. Got some action going. We'll talk all about that with Adam Burke. And also Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings will be with us later. Lots of NHL plays. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook will join us live in just a couple minutes. Before we can welcome him in, let's get to our top five news and notes stories you need to know that impact us from a betting perspective, starting in Major League Baseball. The league announced this morning the post of spring training games until at least March 5th. The delay, of course, was expected. Games initially set to begin on February 26th. The league now will prepare to meet with the Players Association again on Monday as collective bargaining negotiations ideally start ramping up. The meeting between the two this week lasted all of 15 minutes, so blink and you missed it. On the positive side, though, there's still time to get that agreement in place and the regular season to begin on time. Number two. More hopes dashed in the college football world as well for any of us that wanted uh, to see some expansion in the college football playoff before 2025-26. In a press release this morning, executive director of the CFP, Bill Hancock, announced the board of managers agreed to keep the current 14 playoff format for the next four years as called for in the original 12-year plan. Discussions beginning last summer dove the deepest on a potential 12-team look, but pushback to expansion began after the SEC accepted Oklahoma and Texas to the league beginning in 2025. That said, Alabama and Georgia, your respective odds-on favorites, the usual suspects at two, plus 225 and plus 275, respectively. Number three, according to the Athletics' Ben Standig, the Washington Commanders would trade almost anyone on the roster, including Chase Young, to acquire a top-tier quarterback this offseason, adding... In Young's case, that would mean the Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson level player. There aren't many teams more desperate to upgrade the position than Washington, which has solid offensive pieces put around a top-tier player under center. you got Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas. Young, meanwhile, a very attractive bargaining chip. Despite seeing his 2021 season cut short due to an ACL injury, he was unblockable in 2020 
Seven and a half sacks, 28 quarterback pressures, three forced fumbles, and 32 solo tackles. Washington, by the way, 50 to 1, looking ahead to next year's title, 25 to 1 in the NFC. The saga continues in Indy as the team tries to figure out what to do with the quarterback contract of Carson Wentz. The Athletics' Bob Kravitz, who's covered the team for years, writing this week it would be virtually impossible for the Colts to bring Wentz back in 2022, claiming he's as good as gone before his $15 million base salary becomes fully guaranteed in March. In addition to the on-field issues and lack of outward commitment from Frank Reich and management, Kravitz added, Wentz's refusal to get vaccinated against COVID-19 may have played a factor in the team souring on Wentz, saying his COVID absence during prep for obviously a very important Raiders game down the stretch didn't sit well with some of his teammates. Colts, middle of the pack on the futures board for next year's Super Bowl, sitting at 25-1. to Last one here, the NBA All-Star Game is set for this Sunday, February 20th in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio native LeBron James and his squad will go head-to-head with Team Kevin Durant. James squad, five-and-a-half-point favorites on Bet Rivers and does have the stronger roster on paper. The favorites won seven straight All-Star Games outright. 5-1-1 one, one against the number, but if you like the dog, you see that plus 190 value, an extremely high total as well, 321.5 points, but the over 13-2, and two, the last 15 All-Star games overall. It's not just the game, in many cases you can bet the one-off events for Saturday as well, so let's go behind the book for more. Dwayne Colucci of the Racing Sportsbook at the Rampart. Happy to have you in, my friend. Also, before we talk basketball, though, I hear you met my dad this weekend. How is, how's Rich Bon and Tony? Uh, he's unbelievable, and uh, thanks for sending him in. I heard you actually on the property, if I'm not mistaken, the night before, and uh, just a pleasure to have you guys, and uh, your dad is fabulous. Very I- nice to meet him, a gentleman. Oh, good. Happy to hear it. Two of our favorites here on My Guys in the Desert, Dwayne Colucci and Rich Bonantoni. But yes, I uh, placed a couple Super Bowl wagers at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook, so thank you for having me. As we turn our attention to NBA All-Star Weekend, what markets will you guys put up for the games and events? Well, definitely, it's very difficult. You know, we have Team LeBron sitting at five and a half, total of 321 at the Rampart and South Point. Money line is uh, 210 plus 180 on the buyback. We're going to put up also, Stormy, a few propositions uh, we're formulating lines on first quarters, team to score first in the uh, all-star game. And we're going to have the skills competitions definitely as well. We will have the skills challenge and we will have the three-point contest. Not sure if we're going to go the route of the dunk contest, but uh, a few other propositions we will offer. And it's become more and more competitive, in my opinion, as you could see by the history of the game itself, Stormy. Ever since they started having team captains, uh, which LeBron has been a captain every single year, this will be his fifth year, it seems that there's a little more incentive and more brand rights than uh, games in the past. I mean, the last game where it was West versus East, you had about 380 points almost scored. And that's reined in a little, and it makes it a little more difficult to handicap and also to formulate lines from my side of the counter. But we're going to offer some propositions and definitely the game itself and hoping for an exciting turnout. That's crazy that Uh, The 321 is on the low end of what this total could be um, in previous years. But I was curious, like, how do you come to some of these numbers? Are you evaluating the the roster? Because these guys don't typically play together ever. You don't necessarily know the effort going in. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the point, Stormy. And, you know, like I said, the last couple of years, uh, actually last year, I believe it was 320. So we're taking the sample from Team LeBron and, say, Team Durant, Team Giannis, whoever it is, and that's what we'll use. We'll use that sample size because, like I said, it's a little more competitive now that you have the team captains drafting, although the fans still, uh, you know, vote on the player pool and those are the players that are available to each team captain. You want to try and use that and also if there's some cohesion who has any favorable advantage if you feel uh you know from the bookmaker's standpoint these are very very important things to gauge also health some players are not going to play uh sitting out whether it's james harden kevin durant himself you know so it's definitely important to watch all these different things and formulate a concise line that's uh you know appealing to the public and won't get us hurt as bookmakers as well. As far as All-Star Weekends go, I feel like, at least personally from a viewer's perspective, NBA All-Star Weekends, one of the funner, more interesting ones to watch. Is it the same way for betters? Like, do you see more handle on NBA All-Star action than maybe the Pro Bowl or NHL All-Stars, the other major sports? Yes, definitely, Stormy. You hit the nail on the head. We saw how the Pro Bowl was, and that wasn't too appealing to the public several complaints after that game. It didn't seem that players were really putting in an effort. There was no tackling. Same with the NHL. It's now with that form, the four team uh, division format. It's a little harder for the general public to get a grasp on that and how quick moving it is three on three exciting NHL. I mean, uh, I love it. I know you love it, mm-hmm. but some of the general public doesn't really dabble into that as much as a Vegas Golden Knight regular <laughs> season game. So, yeah, definitely uh, MLB and NBA All-Stars are definitely the games that you have the most handle when we're talking All-Star games of the four major sports. And because you did say that the three-point contest is one you guys might put up there, um, it's always one of the more entertaining competitions. We saw Steph Curry win it a year ago. He's not in the field for it this time around, though. Is there anybody you anticipate seeing a lot of love for? Yeah, definitely, Stormy. Uh, We have odds set already, and uh, Trey Young, definitely, he'll be an attraction. We set him up uh, at 5-1. to Also, it seems to be more guard orientated. You know, guys like McCollum have a chance. We have him at nine to one. Patty Mills, nine to two. Fred Van Vliet uh, from Toronto, nine to two. But you do also have Carl Anthony Downs, who Mm -hmm. definitely could stroke it. It's just a matter of rhythm and how the player plays during the course of the regular season and how relevant it is in the player's repertoire, the three point shot. And a guy like Trey Young, definitely everybody is synonymous. He's been light it up lately too, Stormy. So I anticipate a lot of action on Trey, as well as Van Vliet. He's a solid shooter. And Desmond Payne has uh, been very popular across the counter as well, you know, when we put the odds up this morning. So these are a few of the guys that are definitely going to attract more handle. You also have Zach Levine, who is changing from the dunk contest. He won the dunk contest multiple years in the past, and now he's expanding to the three-point contest. So it's always a lot of fun. The three-point contest has been great. I remember from back in the days with Larry Bird, Detlef Schrempf, guys like that, Craig Hodges. I remember Hodges wasn't even on the Bulls roster and he defended his title. So, you know, the three-point contest is always great for a handle from my side of uh, the counter. Yeah, and I like those odds you had for Fred Bland Vliet, so I might have to get down there. I like him to win this thing. Uh, We only got about a minute left with you, but I have to come for my NHL plays. Who you got tonight on the four-game card? 
Wow, it's a tough card. I'll be honest with you, Stormy. I'd hate to go. I'm going to the game tonight. I'd hate to bet the Los Angeles Kings, but they're definitely in a nice position. I'll be honest with you, especially without Leonard. You know, Jack Eichel looked really quick, but he's going to need to get acclimated. You know, 11 months off, I definitely think that the Kings have a chance. And this game is very, very important, Stormy, in the standings. You have to remember with that uh, eight-game winning streak that Calgary is on, Edmonton on a four-game streak. All these teams are passing the Golden Knights and the Kings, so this becomes very, very important. Kings are 11-6-5 and five on the road, too, which is very strong. The other game I like, uh, I like the Carolina Hurricanes. They have owned the Nashville Predators. If you look at the uh, past and recent history, they're just all over them. They won the first meeting. I think they definitely could pull out another victory here. I believe they're 14-3 overall against this team so definitely the Canes they'll be hungry after that tough loss the other night really great stuff Dwayne appreciate the time that's Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Race and Sportsbook when we come back Adam Burke in studio stick around At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's got a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball National Championship April 4th, just $29. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. This deal only happens once a year. Don't miss out. It's vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. We welcome you back in here to My Guys in the Desert. And I've got some madness with my good friend here. We're going to talk college hoops. Adam Burke, vcin sports betting analyst, writer, point spread weekly contributor, all the things at Skating Tripods on Twitter. What a name you got there. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. I'm happy to have you back. I feel like I get really sad when I don't see you for a long time. You just like having someone in studio. It makes it easier for you, right? I need it. I need the good vibes, in-studio vibes. But we've got lots of college hoops. Um, I know that the really good slate of games tomorrow um, are ahead, but we've got to build the bankroll to lead into those games, right? And there are some fun ones. I call these the pinkies out plays because we're going with the (laughs) hoity-toity Ivy League here tonight. Um, Is there any? What's your favorite Ivy League matchup this evening? 
Uh, typically, I don't like too many Ivy League matchups, but there's actually two that I like here tonight. Okay. Uh, the one I like the most, probably, I would say, is actually the over in the game between Penn and Yale, and that's a 144.5 total. And what I like about this game, and I've talked about this before on, on your segment and on other shows that I've done, if there's a first meeting and I can take something out of the box score, then that's something I try to take over to the second game and kind of look to see if there's an angle, a possibility that I can play something like that. So the first game landed on 144, pretty much right exactly. where tonight's total is. The teams were 8 for 45 from 3 in that first game. I would not expect the two teams to shoot that poorly again here in tonight's game. That last game was played to 71 possessions, which is relatively quick by college basketball standards. It's a little bit above average. And like I said, a terrible shooting night, and they got to 144 points anyway. So I think tonight both teams shoot a little bit better. Game played to the same tempo. I think the over 144 is a good look here in Penn and Yale. I'll be curious to see who actually ends up like it, covering in this game. Both teams, five, six-game win streaks apiece, playing pretty well right now. Um, I know that five straight ATS and straight-up wins for the Quakers lately. So see if they can continue to cover or if Yale gets a, a big win. Um, right now, three-and-a-half-point spread. Seen it move around to four as well. Um, we've also got Princeton and Brown going head-to-head. -head. The Tigers won at home uh, by two a month ago. Can they cover that number on the road today? Yes, yeah, Stormy, I think something that's really interesting about this game is that Princeton is on the road here, and the line is virtually the same as it was when they were at home not that long ago in that game that you referenced where they were a three-point favorite at home, failed to cover, had opportunities to do so. When you look at these two teams, Princeton is a very efficient offensive team. They're top 30 in the nation in both three-point percentage and two-point percentage. They're also 11th in effective field goal percentage offense. This is a really efficient offensive team from Princeton. And you've got a total here in the 140s, 143.5, which implies kind of a higher scoring game. And I'm not really sure Brown can keep up in this second meeting here. In fact, the offensive performance that Brown had in the first game was their third best of conference play. I don't think that happens again here in this matchup against Princeton. So I think the Tigers just, they're more efficient on the offensive end. Brown is no higher than 180th in any of the offensive categories mm -hmm. I just referenced. So I think Princeton is the side here tonight. And as I said, this line is not adjusted with the difference in home court advantage. And I think that's kind of a context clue for us in this game. Okay, very interesting. Princeton minus two, 17 and five on the year from the Ivy to the return of the Mac. What do you think about Ohio Kent State tonight? I love any any reference to that song when we talk about them, whether it's Once Mac again. football, Mac basketball. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I got you to sing on air, too. Anytime. I know we've, I know we've been talking about I'm that a little I'm bit. I'm sure our viewers don't like me singing on air, but I find a way to do it once a day. No, when you look at this game tonight, uh, Ohio taking on Kent State. Or, uh, excuse me. Yeah, Ohio taking yep. on Kent State. Um, you know, look, Ohio's only two losses here in conference play, and I think this is what tripped me up a second ago. We're both to Toledo, and they were both mm -hmm. in blowout fashion. But they've played really, really well against pretty much every other team in this conference. This line at one and a half here. I think Ohio's the side. So maybe you sprinkle the money line a little bit. Maybe you just go ahead and take the spread, take your points. But I think in this game here tonight, you've got a scenario where in the first meeting, Ohio still won the game, but they had their lowest turnover output percentage on defense of the entire season. And they were still able to win that game. Mm -hmm. So even By though they eight. gave even though yeah. they gave Kent State some extra possessions in that one, they still took care of business. As you said, they still won that game by eight. I don't really see anything different in tonight's game. I think Ohio just matches up really well against just about every team in this conference, Kent State included. So Ohio getting the one and a half. It's a little bit of a short road trip for them going from Athens up to Kent. 
But I think that the Bobcats are the right side here. Yeah, not often an underdog either. They've been one of the better mid-major teams out there this season. And 8-3 and three on the road. I like Ohio also in this one. But like I said, we're just padding the bankroll really tonight. Gotta have something to watch on a Friday. All leading up to all the massive games that are on Saturday. And there's a ton. You got the Texas Tech, Texas Chris Beard Revenge Game. Alabama, Kentucky, Iowa, Ohio State. Tennessee, Arkansas, Illinois, Michigan State. Where do you want to start? Because the slate of top 25 games is off the chain on Saturday. I think one place to start with just kind of a general talking point is if you're out there looking to dabble in the futures market and you get these marquee head-to-head matchups, if you think that you like one side or the other in the game, it might be the time to jump in on a future with that team. Because if they win one of those big signature marquee types of games, that price is going down. Yeah, that number's gone. You know, we, we talked like Baylor and Texas Tech played earlier on in the week. Now Texas Tech plays Texas. There were some people that I talked to that liked Texas Tech at 45 to 1. Well, when you start getting these big wins, those prices go away. So I think if you like some of these teams that have marquee games either coming up on Saturday or sometime next week on a weeknight, try to see if you want to grab a good futures price out there. Shop around for the best one you can find because if they win that game, that price is no longer going to be available. We actually talked about that Texas Tech one on this show a couple weeks ago, saying that they were a team that had a lot of value. And like you said, you're seeing that start to shrink. Um, One of my favorite games on the slate tomorrow is the Tennessee-Arkansas game because Vols riding a a five-game win streak now, won eight of their last nine, their lone loss to Texas, um, with notable wins now over Kentucky, then the 13 ranked at the time LSU in that span. Arkansas fell to Alabama the other day, rebounded against a really bad Mizzou team, but they needed that to get their confidence back. Upset Auburn not too long ago. Um, They've won and covered. Arkansas has 10 of their last 11 games. Do you think that they do it again here? You know, I don't know if I'm going to have a play on the side in this game, but I do like the total, and I I do lean with the under, and we'll see what this number ends up looking like as the rest of the markets kind of open up. But the reason why Arkansas has been so good at covering numbers, as you alluded to, they've been playing really, really well on the defensive end of the floor. They've allowed .95 points per possession or fewer in each of their last 11 games. And as you said, that was the exact sample size you referenced in terms of how they've been covering the number over their last 11 games. They're playing great defensively, and they need to because they're not a very good offensive team. They're a very bad three-point shooting team. They have to win with defense, and that's what they've been doing here And I think that'll be the game plan in tomorrow's game against Tennessee, where Tennessee's also been playing pretty well defensively. The Volunteers kind of thrive on offensive rebounds, but Arkansas is a pretty good defensive rebounding team. So I'm looking at the under. I'm thinking this number comes out somewhere around 140-ish, maybe 141, 142, because the SEC has had some pretty high-scoring games this year. So maybe we get a little bit of an inflated total here, but I think the under, you know, anywhere in that 140 to 142 range would be a play for me. I think I'd rather bet the total than Arkansas too, just for the fear of seeing another shirtless Eric Musselman. Your girl can only take so much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I use it all the time. The, the shirtless picture of Brett Bielema. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was at Wisconsin. And uh, he, he looks like a guy that could get after a buffet. Uh. Somebody like me understands that. But, I mean, he, that shirtless picture of Brett Bielema is So is good. Epic. So good. Okay, number 12, Illinois, at number 19, Michigan State, in East Lansing tomorrow. For us here on Pacific Time, an early 1, 9 a.m., noon Eastern tip-off on ESPN. Both teams in kind of a bounce-back spot after bad losses. Yeah, interesting game. By the way, a really smooth transition going from the, to Illinois. the shirtless yep. guys to another you. game to talk about. <laughs> uh, look, you know, this was a, <laughs> this first one was really interesting. Illinois won the first game 56-55. to Kofi Cokeburn did not play in that game, which I think is really important Mm -hmm. to mention here for this rematch, correct? And Illinois did not score in the final five and a half minutes of that game and still won by a point without Cokeburn out there. 
So this game's probably going to open in the pick'em range, maybe Michigan State minus one, depending on how much respect Izzo and Sparty get in this matchup here in East Lansing. But look, they Illinois still got to the rim in the first game. They were 13 of 18. Michigan State had a big offensive rebounding edge in that first game. With Cokeburn back, that probably shouldn't happen in this second matchup. So I like the Illini here. As I said, I think this one's going to be lined around a coin flip, kind of in that pick'em, plus or minus one, either way type of price. And I think Illinois is the side here in this one, even though they're going into a hostile environment on the road. Have you seen anything? I'm just looking at the Alabama-Kentucky game for tomorrow as well on Ty Ty Washington because I know he ended up playing in that Tennessee game, but Coach Cal said afterwards he regretted playing him, that he shouldn't have done that yet before he was ready. Do we know if he's going to play in that game tomorrow? I haven't seen anything about it, but I, you know, that's always such an interesting thing, especially because Kentucky should be a double-digit favorite in this game. You can probably win this game without Ty Ty Washington, give him the chance to get a few days off because a team like Kentucky, they're looking at the big picture. You know, this is a national championship contender, may very well win it if they're healthy. So I don't think Coach Cal is going to push Washington if he doesn't have to. Yeah, ESPN play-by-play man Dave Fleming was on the show yesterday, and he was like, I don't know if enough people, oddly enough, it's weird to say, about Kentucky are talking about Kentucky because they really have a legitimate chance to go the distance this year. We'll have more with Adam in just a little bit. We're going to talk some NHL. And like I said, NBA All-Star Weekend on the horizon. Who do we like in the three-point, the dunk contest? It's going to be so much fun. Don't go anywhere. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, this segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety also comes in two strengths. So you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn, it's America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. So it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. More with Adam Burke, sports betting analyst and writer here at VEASAN. I'm Stormy Tony with you live from Circus Sportsbook. Time for fade or follow. There are some large public plays out there, and we're doing an NHL edition one today because there's a fun four-game slate, some competitive games out there. Start with the most money we're seeing on the money line on the NHL slate. Stars minus 140 at the Chicago Blackhawks. Dallas fresh off a 4-1 upset of Colorado in Denver. Chicago a struggling team. Like it, love it, hate it. Yeah, this is one where I I would probably just have to follow. You know, I I don't really see any reason to fade this one. Chicago, as you mentioned, not playing particularly well, not getting a whole lot of quality goaltending. And Dallas is just such a difficult team to play against. The way that they kind of clog up the neutral zone, the way they make it really difficult for teams to get anything done off the rush. I I think, you know, this is one where we just have to follow. And in fact, this line's almost all the way out there at minus 160. So hopefully Mm. people got in on it at a better price. Yeah, it's climbing 90% of that handle. Meanwhile, 80% of the handle, 70% of bets in that same game backing the over five and a half goals. The Blackhawks, I know, allowed Columbus to score seven the other night, but Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't in net. He's back in net tonight, but he's allowed five his last two starts as well. 
Yeah, again, I mean, look, the only thing that would worry me here is that, you know, we just talked about it. Dallas is, is the overwhelming side mm -hmm. here in terms of, of the handle and also the bets. And Dallas typically doesn't play a lot of high scoring games. They'd rather not get into track meets and shootouts and all of that where it's, you know, five, four, six, five, something like that. They'd prefer not to play those types of games. But again, this speaks to all the problems that the Blackhawks are having in their own zone with their goaltending. You and I were talking about it during the break. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury kind of with one eye on where he might end up next. Yeah. You know, maybe just not completely focused, not playing the way that he wants to. Maybe he rallies, but this is one where I'd have to follow it once again. Yeah, there's a few teams out there. I know that'll be eyeing a number one goaltender at the trade deadline on the puck line tonight. Most of the money, 94% of handle, just 58% of bets. Panthers minus a goal and a half at the Minnesota Wild. And this one surprised me a little bit, just given the rust we saw on the Panthers against Carolina the other night for 59 minutes. They did end up getting the win in overtime, but the Wild are an affable team here. Yeah, this is one I would fade. I think Minnesota has not only a good chance to win this game outright, but certainly to keep this close. They have a lot of firepower themselves. And you know, as you said, I think this is kind of one where maybe you've got some longer term recency bias with the Panthers with how well they've been playing mm -hmm. you know the fact that they're kind of an organization that people talk about a lot because they don't have the fan support and all of that Minnesota just in the Western Conference Minnesota feels like an afterthought mm -hmm. every single year for whatever reason here they get a marquee game I think they'll compete very well in this one frankly not only would I fade this but I I don't really mind taking a stab with Minnesota either Ooh, like it so okay the thing with Minnesota that frustrates me in general because yes you're 100% right they have been a tremendous team why do the Winnipeg Jets of all teams have their number? I don't understand it. I, it's a really good question. You know, I mean, you just talk about familiarity and, and maybe there's something with the Jets that, you know, kind of works out well for them. And, and also too, I mean, the Jets are a team where Hunter Hellbuck can steal a game True. pretty much, you know, when, when called upon. And maybe that's just something where the Wild haven't solved him yet. And, I was uh, he's just a tough guy to solve. disgusted by the performance the other night. Very frustrated. I had so much belief in the Wild to get the revenge spot game, and they didn't do it. Um, also tonight, though, right here in Las Vegas, we talked about it with Dwayne Clucci a little bit ago, but the VGK going head-to-head -head with the LA Kings, and it's an important game tonight with regards to the Pacific Division because the VGK just got hopped the other day by Calgary. Yeah, and Calgary's a team that's playing extremely well. I mean, they look good. I know some people have kind of dabbled in the futures market with them, and, and understandably so with the way that they're playing. Look, I would say this. I, I really don't think that the gap between these two teams as they're currently playing is as big as this line would suggest. Okay. You know, Vegas over their last 10 games, only 15 goals at 5-on-5. Five five. The Kings, I think, with 17. It's one of those things to me where I just haven't seen enough from the Golden Knights to justify this big of a price. You know, as you, as you and I were talking about during the break, they're not the same team without Mark Stone. I know they got Jack Eichel back, and he's obviously a guy that can completely change a game. But it's still going to take some time for him to get his legs under him, get back you know, to not only game shape, but also gel with his teammates. I think Los Angeles is live tonight. If anything, I would take a stab on the dog here, and, and that may be something I do if this line keeps running out a little bit. The only thing that I find questionable about this a little bit is Jonathan Quick in net for the Kings just because Vegas has had his number in the past. But the two meetings that they had earlier this year have been so just vastly opposites that one was a blowout win for the Kings and one was a blowout win for the VGK. So for whatever reason, these two games, could, this game could go either way for me. I'm just staying away from it, but you and Dwayne both like the Kings tonight. Yeah, and, and part of it has to do with the price, too. You know, like yeah. I said, I, I just I think it's a scenario Strategic. to me where Vegas hasn't done enough recently to justify this price against the Kings you. team that's you know right there in the standings pretty much with them. 
And as I said, Vegas just searching for offense. They don't have a lot of it right now for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Eichel kind of comes in, and being a Sabres fan, I'd love to see Jack Eichel come back and play really, really well, especially after how the organization treated him. But I just think, you know, tonight the starting point for me would have to be the dog, and, you know, we'll see if Vegas is able to start playing up to their mm-hmm. potential a little bit more often. Yeah, and Eichel had a couple of penalties last game as well. You could sense the rust from that standpoint, but he did have those flashes where mm-hmm. you could see what really could be. And Hasn't played in 11 months. That was his first game back. So these are kind of like his preseason games with a regular season attitude. So we'll see ultimately what happens tonight. Um, We'll have Jeff Ulrich on the show a little bit later from DraftKings and get his plays on every single one of the games on the card tonight. But this weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. King James's team, five and a half point favorites in the All-Star game on Sunday. Um, So you can tell me if you like a side on the game itself, but I'm actually more excited to talk to you about the contests because those are fun to watch and fun to bet. Are we going to talk about the celebrity game tonight? Oh, who you got? Oh, I is Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly playing or is he just performing? I think he's he's playing. Is I he? actually I saw actually saw this morning. The reason I asked actually, um, you know, obviously the game in Cleveland. I'm from Cleveland, so yes. it's great to talk about anything Cleveland and MGK from Cleveland as well. I saw that he was um, working out with Lethal Shooter. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a guy who does like all kinds of social media stuff with shooting through you know smaller rims and all these different things. Anyway, MGK has been working out shooting with him. Oh. So I think I saw MGK as the celebrity game MVP, like 14 to one, Let's uh, you go. know, crack, crack a beer or two, order a pizza, throw a couple of, you know, fun money bets on this. I, MGK for MVP. I mean, the hometown kid, why not? I wish that we would have gotten him. I mean, he performed at the NHL all-star game. We need to have a celebrity um, game for NHL and just have, <laughs> I know that would be an accident waiting to happen. They would never sign the releases. It would have to be floor hockey. But that would be incredible. Yeah, get a little ball hockey yeah, rink going. But the ice hockey would be so much it more would. interesting. It would be really interesting. <laughs> as far as the game goes, though, who do, you, who do you like in the game? The favorites won this one um, more often than not. Do they do it again? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I, look, LeBron going back home, you know, first all-star game in Cleveland since 1997. It just, it almost seems too easy to, to go ahead and take the favorite, especially, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, it, it's been a favorite dominated game over the last few years and, you know, team, team Durant missing Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. which, which doesn't, doesn't help. really help, you know, cause he's obviously a very, very good player. Both of these rosters are loaded as you would expect for an all-star game, but you know, with, with LeBron at home, you know, looking to put on a show probably going to do it here. So I, I would assume that some of those trends you've talked about yeah. are going to hold up here for this one. I saw a 25 to one DeMar DeRozan MVP for the all-star game. And I kind of vibe that one for that. He's been on fire this last stretch of games. Right. Yeah. And I heard Dwayne Colucci talking about the three point contest and how it's so important to be in rhythm. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the NBA, nobody on the planet is in better rhythm right now than DeMar DeRozan. So yeah. it's certainly a possibility that he goes out there and and has a big game, and 25 to 1 is a really nice price. Okay, three-point contest, dunk contest. Who you got? So for the three-point contest, you know, you kind of want somebody who's a showman for for both of these things, really, for the three-point contest as well as for the dunk contest. And and I think that that's somebody like a Fred Van Vliet. You know, everyone kind of knows his story and, you know, sort of the way that he was kind of an afterthought, sort of an overlooked type of guy, and he's got all the swag in the world now that he's on top of the world and an NBA champion and all that. So at 5 to 1, I certainly think Van Vliet is worth looking at. The other one would be C.J. McCollum. And we talk about, you know, DeMar DeRozan being in rhythm, playing really well. For McCollum, getting out of that situation in Portland maybe a positive thing for him. Seems like he's kind of found his rhythm a little bit more. And also, too, 
the, the biggest thing I can tell you, a lot of these things are just kind of crapshoots, but shop around for the best price. Yes. Absolutely. Do not take well, McCollum at plus 600 or 650 when eight yeah. to one's out. There. Well, and that's what I was just going to say about Fred Van Viet. We saw his number there, but at the Rampart, which they told us, nine to one. And I love him for this. He's had the second most made threes to Steph Curry this year. Same on a per game basis. I love Van Vliet to win that one. Right. And especially, too, I mean, at that price point, it's almost a no brainer to take somebody like that. So shop around, you know, yeah. look for the best price. Regardless of, of what event you're betting here, regardless of, of really anything that you bet. Dunk contest, Jalen Green and Obi Toppin, your favorites. Toppin came in second place last year to Anthony Simmons. See if he's got a shot. We've got a long shot there at plus 550 with the Warriors youngin, Juan Toscano Anderson. He had some good dunks this year. Only a, you have to leave now. I'm sad. Oh, I miss okay. you already. Thank By the you, way, Adam. Obi Toppin, big Dayton alumni base in Cleveland. I think Obi Toppin wins the dunk contest. Ooh, shout out. Obi, he's going to get the applause. Thank you to our Cleveland native as we also say goodbye to the NBA All-Star Game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert. Remember, if you missed any part of today's show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, you can check all of our free sports betting podcasts out wherever you get your podcasts. Get replays of all of our shows. You can download and listen on your own schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, so much more, all free and available right now at vcin.com slash podcast. Or again, wherever you get your podcast. And it is time for Be Better, where we challenge different players, teams, and so on. Step their freaking game up. Shout out, by the way, to the Edmonton Oilers. We challenged them to be better last week. And ever since they fired their head coach, Dead, uh, Dave Tippin, four straight wins. Let's go Oilers. Today, we're starting here with the Knicks because not so much. They have not been great. They went from an over 500 team not so long ago to dropping 13 of their last 16 games. And over the last seven where they've got just one win to their resume, albeit against Golden State, led up 20 or more point leads three times. Last time out against the Nets, they led by 28 at one point and lost by five. Refresh this All-Star weekend, come back and be better. Also challenging Alabama hoops this week to step their game up. They've got 
two more losses than any other nationally ranked team and are given way too much credit for beating the Zags back in December, by the way, and that win over Baylor. They also lost to the two worst teams in the SEC. Georgia's lone win in conference play is to them, as well as Mizzou. They also suffered double-digit losses this month to the top teams in the league in Auburn and Kentucky. All that, and they can't cover to save their life. They're 17-9 and on the year, 9-17 and against the number. They've got a massive game against Kentucky in Rupp Arena coming up tomorrow. Ty Ty Washington potentially out for the Cats. Are you going to show up? Be better. Last one, the Vegas Golden Knights. They have been shut out in back-to-back games now first time in franchise history outscored a combined eight nothing from the flames and avalanche since the all-star break and calgary now has taken over that top spot in the pacific jack eichel should be at least a little bit more comfortable you'd think tonight shaking off the rust from that first game back in 11 months set to host la tonight the vgk put up six goals against the kings in their most recent meeting two of which came from our guy jonathan marchiso who's got just three points and one goal in the last eight games the vgk and johnny marchi need to be better time to welcome in jeff ulrich DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst at the fantasy grind on twitter i can always count on my guy to talk some national hockey league with me how you doing I'm doing good, man. Yeah, and uh, good call on on getting the the Oilers. You know, worked up last week. That was good to see. We need to we need the wins up where I am. So um, yeah, the Golden Knights to start off. Uh, not doing too hot either, are they? Oh my gosh, it's so it's so frustrating. But yeah, for the Oilers, after I mean a rough streak, it seems at least like they've turned things around since making the the coaching change. And I'm basically just gonna keep betting them until they lose. That's kind of my thought process with Edmonton right now. But let's start there. With Vegas, they've obviously, like I said, dropped their last two games. First time they've been shut out in back-to-back games ever since they became a franchise five years ago. What's your feeling for this one against L.A.? Yeah, no, I, I, I like jumping on Vegas tonight. I mean, I think you look at this line just, again, even if you're just like sort of a casual NHL fan, you say Vegas at home minus 165 uh, right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook versus uh, the Kings. The Kings are a little bit better this year. This is still a, a pretty weak team. I mean, you, you know, over their last three games, they've allowed a bunch of goals. They've got really weak special teams. And, and you know, realistically, over the last three years, these are the teams that Vegas has just beat up on. Um, I, I, they're real after, after without Mark Stone, they're, they're pretty much at full strength. I mean, I don't think it will, it will take too much longer for this team to turn it around. And I think you're getting a real just sort of overreaction in the market right now to this to, to Vegas getting, you know, shut out twice in a row. So I don't even mind going to the puck line here, plus 145. Um, again, Vegas has just, you know, made mincemeat of these weaker Western Conference teams over the last three years, and they're probably going to do it again tonight. I think a minus 165, this line should be closer to minus 200. I'm, I'll be interested. You would hope, at least as somebody who used to work for the team and is a Vegas native, I love the Golden Knights with all of my heart. You would hope that they'd have a little bit of a fire under them after the way the last two games have gone. Also tonight, Nashville Predators at the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Carolina historically has owned the Preds on home ice, won 13 of their last 16 meetings in Raleigh. Uh, and goalie Frederick Anderson, expected to start, has been really good against them, 10-2 and against Nashville. Do you think that they can get it done again against the Preds? It's very much a similar story to, to to Vegas. Maybe Carolina hasn't been quite as bad as Vegas lately, but I, I think they've lost like five of their last six games. But all those losses have, there have been like one goal losses to good teams. Like the, the Wild, they got lost to the Panthers in there. They also smoked the Bruins 6 nothing like, you know, three games ago. So 
I don't, I, I just, just feels like an overreaction. The, the Hurricanes at home, they have an amazing home record this year. You know, 16, 4 and 2. They have like a plus 30 goal differential there. Like, uh, the Predators aren't really on the same levels. And I, I think this line is, is undervalued too. And, and as I speak, it moves to like 160 or something on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So I think this one should be closer to minus 200 as well. I like this pretty much on the same level as Vegas. I kind of like all the favorites if I'm, if I'm um, you know, not lying tonight here. Uh, and I'm not. I mean, I, I think Dallas at, at minus 160 is pretty good value against a, a really weak Blackhawks team. And if I'm looking at that Panthers wild game, which right now is a, a seven goal total, I haven't seen that in a while. I think the Panthers are minus 135 you can jump on. So I, I'm kind of liking all the favorites tonight. You know, I, if you if you parlay them all, I, you get a, around a, a plus 650 um, uh, total for, for for a parlay. But I, I the, the two I really like are the Carolina Hurricanes and the Golden Knights because I just think these are two quality teams. Coming off a couple, a little bit of a bad stretch, and they're just getting undervalued in the market right now. Well, and the thing with with the Nashville um, Carolina game too is, I look to that game against Florida where you see the final score and you're like, okay, yeah, two one win Carolina, whatever. I mean, two one win Florida, whatever. But like that game came down to the last minute. Carolina had a one nothing lead, and Florida didn't show up for 59 minutes, and all of a sudden had momentum um, to close things out and win in overtime. Carolina is a significantly better team in my opinion as well against Nashville today they're a strong defensive team one of the best penalty kills in the league Nashville's only scored six goals in their last three games that's one that I'm high on tonight as well so interesting though you like the parlay plus 638 plus 650 depending on the value there that's a chalky hot one but I know you can always do props too are there any props that you like tonight I know it's a shorter slate so it might be more difficult to find one you like yeah, I mean, it is kind of a tougher slate um, from, from that perspective. Although, I, again, I, I think that like going with the favorite tonight is, is very could, could be a very good idea. It's just there's not like a ton of underdogs we want to jump on. But, I mean, for props, I, I think you've got to look at this game between Minnesota and Florida. Like I said, I don't remember last time we had a seven total uh, on the board. And that just means that there's, there's you know, there's obviously a lot of guys in play um, for for props. And, and with a, just a big implied team total, especially for the Florida Panthers, I'm looking at Sam Bennett as the most undervalued there. Uh, I mean, nine points in his last 10 games, 30 points in, in his last uh, in 38 games this year. Integral part of their top five. Again, you know, we've got a big implied team total with, with Florida pushing like almost to four goals. He's at minus 105 just to score a point. Mm -hmm. Just to score a point tonight. So it feels like he's slipped through the cracks because you've got, you've got guys uh, in, in similar spots like Ryan Hartman at worse odds. But Bennett is just sitting there at minus 105 to score a point. So... I think you really need to look at that game. Uh, you can probably even go further down the board if you want a goal scorer, but uh, if you want my favorite prop, that's the one right there. I like that one too. I just pulled up his stats sheet here, and you know he's he's probably due. He hasn't had a point the last two games, but had 13 in the nine leading up to it. I like that a lot. Speaking of, like, now that I've got Sam Bennett on my mind, how about his former team in the Calgary Flames right now? Eight straight wins for Calgary, including that shutout of Vegas, who we just talked about. Um, are they a legit contender because they feel like it lately? I mean, I don't know how you can write off the Flames at this point. Like, it's because, I mean, we all know that they have, the, like, the elite goaltending in Markstrom. And, and I think, like, when, when you're looking at teams to go deep in the playoffs, I mean, that is legitimately just half the battle. I mean, if you have a goaltender who can just play out of his mind for, for long stretches, I mean, you are, you are a, a contender to go deep in the playoffs in the NHL. It, it, it you know, it's simplistic and, and it kind of stinks that that sometimes that's the way the playoff hockey rolls out to, but 
um, like for the Flames, they have that in Markstrom. He's he's easily like a a top ten, probably a top five goalie easily. And and you're looking at them in the odds right now. I mean, they're double Vegas to win the Western Conference. Like, I mean, like I don't mind the Vegas Gold Knights. Obviously, I kind of like them tonight. I think they're a quality team. But you know, Markstrom over Leonard and Net. Like, I'll take that. And then you add the fact that they've added Tyler Toffoli at the deadline. I think addressing one of their team needs, which is just depth in the scoring department. And you've had guys just outperform their career, you know, shooting percentages all year in, in, in Calgary. If they had a defenseman at the deadline, I mean, I, I think this team has a legit shot to, to beat the Avalanche. So they're, they're to me, the, the still a value plus 650. I mean, I was just perusing the, the futures, uh, you know, the last couple of days, and I'm just waiting for this Flames number to drop. But um, they're, they're still double, still, still double uh, Vegas in, in odds. And, and I think they're, yeah, there's someone you should definitely be taking a look at it right now. I'm with you, no doubt. Thank you so much for the time, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with your bets and enjoy the weekend. Absolutely, too. Thanks a lot. That's our guy, Jeff Ulrich. Follow him at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter, doing great things as a betting and fantasy analyst for DraftKings. And speaking to Calgary, I feel like every day on the NHL slate, I'm looking like, how can I bet Calgary and how can I take the over in their game? Because they are scoring goals at a ridiculous pace right now. That is going to do it for today's episode of My Guys in the Desert. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.